Yo. Hey, what's going on, guy? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blurred, baby. Welcome to Word to the Blurred. Episode X, baby. Ten. Ten. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's a big thing. Thank you guys for joining us on another episode today. Uh, New listeners, welcome. And uh, you guys know the format. You know, this is the show where we talk about geek culture, geek life, you know, all that good stuff. So uh, welcome and thank you for listening to another episode. So, so let's jump right into it. All right. So DC Universe, um, Titans Season 2, their flagship yeah. show is new back. Show. New season. Episode was fucking dope. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, I really, I really liked it. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I I I dig the episode as well. Uh, I I have, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm always a little critical. I feel like, but I feel oh, like full spoilers, full spoilers. Yeah, full spoilers for sure. I felt like the first thirty minutes was just them just wrapping up, you know, the storyline from the first season with Trigon, which I mean, I was I'll get into that a little later. But I should, I'll say my thoughts and really wrapping the season with Trigon. But I really enjoyed the last maybe twenty minutes. Because that really just felt like they're setting up the show in, in a whole new direction, which is what I really enjoyed. You know, we get Titan's Tower, we get our first look at Deathstroke, and that that the suit's amazing. Yo, that might be the best suit because I think yeah. the Arrow version of Deathstroke is the suit is bulky as fuck. Yeah, it's really clunky. It look, it's really clunky looking. The Justice League one was okay, but I, I'm really digging the look of this suit, and I can't wait to see what they do with Deathstroke. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm just excited. I mean, hopefully we get Nightwing. Hopefully we get Dick Grayson as Nightwing suit before before the end of the season. Like at least give us like mid season or something. Like I can't have it be the last one or two episodes before the season ends and we get Nightwing. I'll be really pissed if that happens. But well, I was reading I was reading this uh, article yesterday, and they were saying that we may not get Nightwing until either the middle of the season or close to the middle of the season. Middle so of the season's fine. I mean, like, you know, episode five or six is fine. But don't do some shit where it's like episode 11 or 12, he gets his, uh, sorry, he gets his Nightwing suit. Because then that, that'll, that'll kind of piss me off. I'll be kind of mad if that happens. I'm not going to front. But uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. It's really good start to the season. I kind of felt like Trigon was a wasted villain. And you know, in the comic books, Trigon is such this such a major baddie. He's know, like the their Titans. main villain. Yeah. Outside of Deathstroke. So I felt like it was kind of weird to have him so early on. I think that could have been something they kinda of like hinted to and built up to and like, you know, maybe like a season one and two and like maybe like a season three. three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have him be the villain. Because now he's just I mean, I'm sure I feel like he'll probably come back. But I mean the the novelty is kind of gone. If I'm trying, it could have been something cool that they built up to. But I mean, again, I'm I'm hyped for this for this new season, man. Okay, let me let me let me talk a little bit. So, what I liked about this this uh, opener was definitely the wrap up of last season because I think you and I talked about it before when we first talked about Titans was that there was uh, a sense of incompletion with the season finale. I mean, even yeah. though a season finale is supposed to feel like there's a sense of incompletion, but goddamn, not like this, like, you know? It, it was, it was this first season kind of went off on a whimper. And there was this whole thing that they were saying that, uh, this first episode was supposed to be the season finale of season last finale. episode. Yeah, yeah. Last episode, but they just, for some reason made some weird move to shorten the first season 
and have this episode be for the second season. And you can kind of just tell the, I mean, like it wasn't, it was kind of rushed, but I mean, when they got there, it was pretty cool. But like, like again, I'm, I, they pretty much saved it for me with those last 20 to 15 minutes. So that just, that just, you know, fixed everything for me perfectly. So I feel you. I was, uh, I was watching it again today before I went to rehearsal um, with one of the groups that I play with. And I think I agree with you. Not even, I think I agree with you about the last 15, 20 minutes. I'd say as far as the last 25 minutes mm-hmm. where, um, you know, everything is done. You have um, everyone saying their goodbyes. Dick is taking uh, Gar and Raven and Jason back to Wayne Manor. Yeah. Um, well, Titan's Tower. Well, Titan's Tower. But, you know, do a stop through Wayne Manor because um, we're going about to get to this part, which was probably one of my favorites, was seeing Dick and Bruce reconnect, you know, put away, you know, put away the differences Mm-hmm. And just really, you see that father-son connection that you kind of grew, that we grew up watching or seeing in the comic books, mm-hmm. or even watching on TV or or the cartoons. Um, the gentleman, what's the gentleman's name that plays Bruce Wayne in Titans? Ian Glenn. Ian Glenn. I like him. I like his Bruce Wayne. I think that he's very um, chill. This is the first time that we actually see um, a middle-aged Bruce Wayne. You dig what I'm saying? Not saying that Michael Keaton wasn't. Uh, he was middle-aged as. Uh, Batman, and I mean, we see uh, Ben Affleck, Affleck, but this one where you can kind of see the wrinkles on this Batman, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, he's 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 like, I got at least 10 years left in the fight before you got before Dick Grayson got to take over. Like, you kind of see that that's one thing in the comic books that um, you don't necessarily see in the main canon, you don't necessarily see Bruce get old, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Bruce still has a head full of dark hair. Yeah, um, same thing they do in the movies and the animated series. They don't really let the heroes get older. You know what I mean? They always got to stay a certain age. So it's cool that they let the heroes age. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I like that. I really, I like that. I like how um, you can see where Ian Glenn is definitely Bruce. You know, I, I when I watched him on screen, I believed that he was Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see him in costume. I would love to see what he can do with that. I would love to see even him and Jason Todd interact. That would be something very good for me. I think that that's something that DC should definitely look into. If you're thinking about bringing a, a Batman property to DC universe, I think having a Batman and Robin where it focuses on Jason Todd, or, you know, you have a flashback with Dick Grayson every so often. I would love even to see a Nightwing series, but um, I digress. I also like when they got the Titans tower, Mm-hmm. Titans Tower, boy, Titans Tower look great, man. Yeah, nice that is a nice that set. Sure. That is a nice set. Um, just like when you saw Beast Boy imagining everybody in their own alcoves, yeah, changing up and all that, and you just like, damn, this shit is hard. Like, I can't do they wait all, to see. I was kind of like watching. I was like, do they all just strip? Work <laughs> is it like, like a door that like, kind of closes in once like you step in? Robin checking out Wonder Girl and shit, and like, they're all just staring at each other. How does that work? I almost thought of it as like, does it do they just get like shot up through it, like 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 some type of a cannon? It was pretty cool though. I was digging it. I used to wonder that with um in the arrow and the arrow verse with arrow when he's like suit up. Where the hell are y'all suiting up at? Is there a locker room? (laughs) Where? Or is it just (laughs) y'all just taking turns in the back and changing into your suit? (laughs) So that's kind of funny. But yeah, uh, Titans looks like it's it's making. 
a, a fairly big difference from its first season to its second season. You could just tell. It feels like they've really revitalized it, and it seems a little brighter, a little more hopeful. And I, I, like I said, I, I think it's gonna be fun going season. I, I can't wait till Friday, you know, to check out the second episode because then we'll really, there's really be in jump season off. two. Yeah, this will really be season two. So, yeah, check out Titans, guys. It's on the DC Universe streaming app. Comes on every Fridays, and it's a it's a it's a good show. Highly recommended. Definitely do the first season. Please, 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 please check it out. Um, I won't lie, the first season it's a slow burn, but it's worth it. Um, outside of what we talked about for the season finale of last season, but it's it's a slow burn, but it's a good slow burn. Mm. Um, on our next thing, I want to talk about X Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, okay. When it first came out, I didn't watch it uh, because of critics and everybody tearing that movie up a new one i just wasn't excited like there was nothing really but the movie that pulled me in you know Mm -hmm. did you watch it yeah i checked it out actually nearly a month ago i just Mm -hmm. watched it on my laptop it was on put locker i checked it out i was and but and the verdict is just like it wasn't i mean it wasn't as bad as like everyone's making it out to be but knowing that this is the last excellent movie with this cast it was kind of just like, eh. Like, it went out on a whimper instead, instead of, of like, a, like a big kind of bang. But then again, when they were making it, I don't know if, if they, like, the, the whole Disney Fox thing wasn't really happening then. So they probably just assumed it was just business as usual. But even ju- as just a regular X-Men film, it wasn't, wasn't that great. I think it was better than Apocalypse. Oh, shit. Like, Fucking, what was that? Last Stand is better than Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely better than Apocalypse, that's for sure, guys. But um, I recommend checking it out. Like I would, I would definitely recommend it. You know, I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters, but oh, yeah. I would definitely recommend it. So it's definitely not as bad as people making it out to be. As somebody that waited to watch it, um, I recently bought it. Uh, I wanted to see the special features for it. Um, as me and my brother are always talking about, we buy movies for the special features to see how some of these movies are made, and just to see, you know, what the hell was actually going on. So for me, uh, I bought it the first day it came out on uh, on digital download. I took two days to watch it. Um, what did I think about it? What I thought about it, it wasn't like my like Kelly said, it wasn't as bad as everybody was making it seem like. Um, it had a, a fairly solid story. What I can say that I didn't like is that I don't I don't feel like there was a enough action in with them in their uniforms. Um, you know, if this was an X-Men movie, you would love to see them in their uniforms actually doing something instead of just whining. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That we really didn't see them in their uniforms. That would no. be kind of cool to see. And I mean, another kind of thing. I mean, I don't want to cut you off, but But you do it so well. Oh, like you should talk. <laughs> um but um I don't know if you remember at the end of Apocalypse. They got those cool suits in the danger. Yeah, and you never saw that shit again. Yeah. And then they just got rid of it and switched it out for this plain, kind of like navy bluish, blackish suit with like a fucking X on it. Well, that's the thing. It was based off of the Grant Morrison. I get line. that, but it's not better than, than what they than had what in they, Apocalypse. I, I know where it comes from, but that doesn't mean it's a better suit. So I was a little, little. He's a little disappointed. I dig. I'm not mad at that. I do like that they. Is somewhat of a better character development with Jean Grey this time around. Mm. Um, I think the last couple movies, 
or at least the Brian Singer movies kind of focused on Wolverine and his bitch ass attraction to Jean Grey and everybody else and their mother. It's um, cops dirty. Yeah, and then but even in this one, fucking care. So okay, so let let me get to that. You're definitely right. In case you guys didn't hear, they, me and Khalid have always talked about how X, the X-Men movies have done Cyclops fucking filthy. Um, any of you guys that know anything about the character of Cyclops, his name is Scott Summers. He was first created in, what, 63, I think, I mean, X-Men he, came out? He's one of the original X-Men. Yeah, one of the Not five original the 60s, X-Men. You know, created by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby. Ooh, good man. Um... So he was the leader of the X-Men, and for so long, he was like the H-N-I-C. Well, in his case, H-N-W-C. He was the head guy. You know, He was that motherfucker. He was a second-in-command. You know, he was uh, an asshole, but he, he could really back it up. And he was even able to fuck up Wolverine. And he was a great tactician. That was one thing a lot of people in the Marvel Universe have a lot of respect for um, Scott Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops, is because he, he knows how to lead the team. He's like the, the equivalent of the Dick Grayson of the Marvel Universe, because everybody believes that Dick Grayson is such a great leader and he's well-respected in the DC Universe. I would almost call him more of a Batman. I mean, because Dick, <sighs> Dick Grayson came from something else. Scott kind of well, was I always mean, that Well, I mean, he learned guy. how to be a leader through Professor Xavier. Yeah, but he he was always that lead. You know what I mean? He yeah, started he's... off leading, whereas Dick kind of grew up and watched Batman. But I, 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 I see what you're saying. Got you. I, I, you know what? We can we can agree on that. Agree to disagree. Kind of <laughs> sort of type of thing. Yeah. Um. The the end battle. I I was not fucking with the end battle. Like, come on. If you if you oh, really on the train, gonna, right? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? This is not what the Phoenix Saga was about. Chris Claremont did not fucking and he was write in that movie too. Yeah. He he oh, was on. Um, like, I'm never doing this. These motherfuckers yeah. just fucked my shit up and didn't even like he started off strong and then just at the end and stop fucking over Cyclops. Like stop making that's, him such a bitch made motherfucker. Do, I can't stand it. The man is a fucking leader, bro. That's what they do. They oh Gene, come back to me, Gene. Stop being yo, you cannot be that pussy with bro. You cannot. You cannot, and, it, and I've been complaining. It's like fucking Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader. You practically became Darth Vader for some. Now, listen, I understand being in love, audience. Um, you know, everybody's been in love at one time or another. Uh, listen, I've been in love, and I don't think that I would go to such lengths as to kill Jedi younglings or, you know, children or anything like that. Yeah, and, and then the, at the end the, of the day, she still died. At the possibility of your wife living, I don't know. It was, yeah. I mean, this is one of those the needs of the many. A different episode. That's, that's a, a fact. Like this is one of those the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few kind yeah. of thing. Like, like the the battle scene, like the little mansion, like in the city, that wasn't bad. Yeah, it was. It was great. Uh, yeah, but the train thing was kind of stupid. Like, like I said, it just kind of just went out, went off on a whimper. It was just like. Eh, like a little spark. It's like it fuck was, it. They're going. They're going to Marvel. They'll yeah, fix it up. It's it's unfortunate. And then another curious choice is why I choose to do the Phoenix Saga again. It's something we've seen before, and it wasn't exactly done properly. But I mean, I don't feel like we've had enough times passed for them to do it again. And on top of that, like we just met this cast. You know, we this new this new Cyclops, this new Jean Grey. You know, these new cast of characters. I feel like we barely we met them at all. Movie. Yeah, we met them a movie ago, so we don't have that kind of you know that relationship with them that 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 grasp that, that we had with the first class. Yeah, that we yeah that we have with the first class, or even or even the original. You know, the mm-hmm. Brian, original Brian Singer ones. You know, 
it was they kind of just did this. It was kind of just like, eh, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. The 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 gravitas, as they say, wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean it's it's worth checking out, but if yeah. you know somebody who has it already, go check it out through that yeah. way. Yeah, don't spend a lot of money to see it, but yeah, check it out. <laughs> okay. It's, it's like see it but don't see it. I feel like that's that's how we've been like going about this. We're gonna mix it up a little bit. Yeah, um so for those of you guys who have been listening to us, we've been talking about Star Trek and Star Trek Picard. Um, any of you guys that ever watched Star Trek The Next Generation, which is pretty much where Star Trek Picard hails from, Jonathan Franks, a.k.a. Commander Riker, mm-hmm. is making an appearance in, towards the end of the season. Uh, he's also directed at least two or three episodes of Picard. Prior to him doing Picard, he's done uh, Star Trek Discovery about three episodes of the second season I believe so. and one or two episodes of the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, Franks is considered a veteran Star Trek director. He started directing Star Trek episodes from his days in TNG, The Next Generation. He's also done um, Deep Space Nine. He's done Voyager. He's done pretty much every Star Trek that's ever came out on TV. You can guarantee and you can bet your bottom dollar he's done it. But I was reading an article where he was talking about he had a nervous breakdown about returning back to the character of Jonathan Franks. Um, (laughs) As young as me and my brother are, we're still old. Um, So when it came to me that the last time that Jonathan Franks was Commander Riker was 20 years ago. With Nemesis? Yeah. They said it's been 20 years that's passed. Wait, so I was six years old when I saw Star Trek Nemesis? I feel like it was. All right, guys. We're about to do something. <laughs> I was like, I feel like that doesn't add up. It doesn't, but it kind of does make sense because if you think about it. on TV. Because if you think about it. um, What? We might have to check the math on that, but yeah. Because what to. was it? What you call it came out in 97, First Contact. Yeah, but I'm talking about because his most recent time was Nemesis. Yeah, so all right. So sorry. His most recent time was Nemesis, and it's, quote unquote, it's been 20 years since he's been back in the uniform or in a spacesuit. Um, so he said that he was trying to find his voice, similar to what Jerry Ryan was talking about with Seven of Nine. She hadn't played the character in so long. She was freaking about how Seven's voice should be after all this time. Um, Jonathan Frank said he had to just sit down and just really look in the mirror and try to get back to what he was and where he was at at that point in time in his career. Um, I, for one, am excited to see it. Also, the young lady that plays Deanna Troy, his TV wife, is also supposed to be coming back for that episode yeah, as well. That. Um, so he is was he saying, directing that episode or no? I don't think he's directing it. I just think he's guest starring. So right now, they're just slowly bringing in the whole TNG cast, okay. which is a good feeling for me. Um, definitely excited about it. Picard is going to come out. 2020, I think January. So yeah, no, I believe so. So what you were saying is just that you know he was kind of nervous to get back into it, kind of like right. Yeah, it's almost I can understand that. It's almost kind of just like you know wearing. Days. I mean, having a, a old coat that you have, it's been hanging up in the closet, and then you got to wear it again. And you're like, oh shit, I hope it fits. I hope it fits, and then you kind of you know got to put it back on. You know, you get like, a damn, feel it's for a little it. Snug. I got it's a little snug, or it's, it's a little big on me. You know, but I, I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna do what it do. You know what I mean? But, but what I'm, I was, go ahead. I'm so, no, I'm just gonna say, I'm, I'm sure he's gonna kill it. Yeah, he's gonna be fine. He said that he eventually got through it, uh, but he was just really extremely nervous about it. Another thing that 
if I was an actor, you know, I can't really talk about what I would do to get back into that process because I can't even imagine um, a being an actor or an actress and yeah. filming in camera, filming on camera in front of the camera and just being that nervous. But I would do some research, you know, what have they done with the character? Because I don't know if you guys know, but they do Star Trek books that are in canon, that takes place in canon. So um, Commander Riker becomes a captain. He has uh, a starship called the USS Titan. And then during that time of him being on Titan, he actually becomes a fleet admiral. Um, during the, there was like this uh, series that was going on, a whole bunch of books that took place in between Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and all these other things that um, shook all the characters, the main characters on all those shows to their core. And one day we'll have another Star Trek episode and we'll talk about it. But definitely, you know, big shout out to Jonathan Franks. You know, welcome back to the Trek world, even though you've been back for a minute, but welcome back as Commander Riker. Um, so on our next thing, we are going to talk about the new Flash suit that came out. Independent mm. Weekly has been releasing uh, pictures, stills about the first, or not even about, but with images of the first episode of the first season. They did that with Arrow and they did that with the Flash. And when they did that with the Flash, they did a new Flash suit. And that joint looks so comic book accurate. Has his has suit changed around the same time as like... Arrows, like who's had the most suit changes? Arrow, because his his suit kind of changes every season, right? Damn near. Um, he had the that first suit in season one. He had that for about three years. But it seems like the the Flash just kind of had. Has it been every season? It changed suit, or was it no, the first so two seasons kind of stayed the same? The first two, the first three seasons. So what they did with the first three seasons is that they changed the emblem. So yeah, the first the emblem, the first. Season it was the red emblem, then the second season, second and third season is when he had the right emblem, mm-hmm. and then the th- first, second, third, and then the fourth season is when they gave him the new suit, and then the fifth is when he got another new suit, and now sixth he's getting another new suit. Yeah, um, but this one is very comic book accurate. Has brought the chim strap back. Oh my gosh, chim strap back, chin strap back, brought the chin strap back. Lord, try saying that three times as fast. <laughs> um, so they brought that back. They changed up the wings. It looks very good. Did you get a chance to see the picture yet? I did check it out. I saw it on Instagram. It looked pretty cool. It looked kind of bulky. Um, it looks a little brighter as well. I kind of dig it. I like that they changed the neck piece and a little chin piece because I didn't. I didn't like the way it was before because those are like his whole helmet, and you could kind of see it was weird. that it, it was like, a flash. Like, it would almost like hang, you know? I don't know, like, like a damn motorcycle three, helmet. Like, yeah, it was kind of odd. I wasn't digging it, but uh, I wasn't the biggest fan. I'm of glad myself. it's it's, a, it's an ever changing thing to find the perfect suit, and I, I'm sure it's going to look good. Like cause the picture didn't seem to be high quality, but I did like what I saw. But I do want to see a high quality picture of it. But and then like Arrow actually got a new suit that's kind of reminiscent of season one. Really, like the, the whole leather jacket kind of thing it has like the the leather look but then it also has like that cloth look at the top like what they did in season one if you get a chance check it out and then they also changed diggle's suit too so he he has like the green on the shoulder pads when before it was red Mm -hmm. so i guess they're like okay well oliver's gone we got to take this over we got to do what we do so just keep the green going okay and then in this season um did you watch last season like that bro i fell off an arrow so hard 
so hard. Oh man. Well, when you get a chance before this new season, check out check out certain parts of season seven. I could how I many, can tell you how many episodes are last season? Twenty something. Yeah. I mean, I can yeah, give I you some good episodes. Recap video. <laughs> nigga hit. I'll watch like a half an hour hour recap video if, if it's somewhere on YouTube. I can give you some good episodes to check out also because there were there were some really really good episodes about last season. All right. Um. Yeah, I definitely will. I definitely will. All right. Damn. Quickest topic ever. Also, we're going to talk about the 27th anniversary of Batman animated series. So, guys, this one is very special for me. Um, those of you guys that are around my age range or me and my brother and my sister's age range should remember Batman animated series, which started on Fox 5 yeah. and was a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, I just remember waking up every every Saturday morning. It would be Batman, Spider-Man, and the X-Men. Um, 27 years, bro. Damn, so that means Batman came on around the time he was born. Pretty much. That is that is crazy. So big shout out to Kevin Conroy, um, Andrea Romano, Bruce Tim, mm. Paul Dini, uh, what's his name? Lauren Lester, who plays Robin? Yeah. Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Um, God, there's a whole bunch of people. Who's the cat that played Hellboy? This is the first one. Ron Perlman was in that. A lot, of, a lot of heavy hitters was in that sh- was on that show, and you never really noticed it until afterwards. And you no, a, lot, like, a lot, of, a lot of big damn. Um, actors, you know, a lot of theater people too. You know, that went on to to do some pretty cool stuff. That they had, they were really, really good at casting talent. You know what I mean? A lot of, this, I think a lot of these guys came back came from like theater backgrounds. You know what I mean? And that's really good casting like everyone really brought their a game and the voices were just fantastic i know i'm i'm not gonna lie i want to buy um you know how remember how i did it for the adam west batman 1966 dvd and they remastered it mm-hmm. i really want to get that just just for myself you know what i mean did, isn't dc universe doing that i know they did the batman beyond yeah they remastered like- the first season and all the episodes of the batman cartoon are Digitally remastered, but just for myself, you know, yeah. just for my my own painstaking bat collection. I, I feel, feel like that. I need that because you know I have all three of the, the Christopher Nolan movies. I have all of the the Batman movies from prior to that. You know, I just actually I just have to get the Adam West one, and I'll have all of the Batman movies. Mm. Um, so big shout out to Batman. Also. Um, my me and my me and my brother, our father has a favorite author by the name of Walter Mosley. Um, if any of you guys have ever read any of Walter Mosley's books, he's amazing. I actually read one when I was in high school. My dad um, got me to check him out. His main character, his the brother's name is Easy Rollins, who is a detective, Private Dick, as they like to call him. Um, he was writing for he was actually writing for Star Trek Discovery. Any of you guys know about Walter Mosley? He's he's dope. He's incredible. Um, the reason why he quit is because he was using using the word nigga around uh, people, the writing, the writers, and, and the somebody writers complained because they were uncomfortable with it. I was just like, well, I mean, in some degree, I, I agree with what they you know yeah. with that, but also it's like, come on, you got to know the culture of which people are coming from. Yeah, but- and nowadays, I'm not I'm I'm not excusing. Him for his behavior, but yeah. also it's like you kind of got to see it. You didn't even. Try, I I wonder if they tried to talk to him. You know, yeah, like, I mean, you know, it seems like is... they did because he was the one who left. Eh. 
you know. So it seems like say, hey, you know, because I mean, he wasn't fired. They just said, you know, if you could just tone it down or just like you know not do it. But I guess he decided not to and he left. I guess I wonder, but, but which, I, who I, could I he? Who I could he have questions. called a nigga? You know what I mean? Or, like, yeah, or even just saying that word. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure, um, because just watching, um, like the back. I mean, the little when they used to do the after track things. Some of the uh, the creative team are actually black. You know, um, one of the producers, like, can't say his name because it's an African name. It's one of those crazy pronunciations. But he's one of, like, the executive producers, and he's directed a ton of episodes of both seasons of Discovery. I mean, but there's they do have a, a good staff, which is uh, very, very diverse. But, again, it's kind of like that whole thing was just, like, know, you, know where you're at. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, I wouldn't say the N-word or whatever in front of my boss or much less be cursing up a storm or whatever in front of my boss. You know what I mean? It's, I, I feel like it's kind of like general professionalism. And some people are just generally uncomfortable by that word. I mean, I know it's a word that, you know, we've taken back over the past couple of decades. But, but again, it doesn't excuse it's, it. Yeah, it doesn't excuse it. And it's still, it still hurts people. You know what I mean? So it could have been someone in black who was complaining. Okay. Okay. So we've just reached our, our final minute of the podcast. Um, just to let you guys know, we're going to be doing a uh, a crossover with Stoop Kids real soon. Um, Black Thought Creative, uh, Black Thought Creative, which is me and my brother's company or business, is getting ready to come out with some new stuff. Where uh, we just have. Uh, Diamond the Truth podcast with one of my best friends in the world, my man Virgil Boysaw. Uh, him and his friends actually had their podcast that they just launched under us. Um, we're getting ready to launch another one soon. Um, you know, be on the lookout for that. And also be on the lookout come January. We're going to be doing our Black Thought launch party. So yeah. we definitely want you guys to be a part of it. You guys will be hearing more about it. We're going to be announcing uh, future projects as well as giving you guys a rundown of what we're doing. Damn, we're excited. What a great time to be alive. So we love you. Thank you for checking us out. This is two.